Before we get started with the show today, I want to let everyone know about our new merchandise store available at www.messystudiopodcast.com. There you can find uh, hats, t-shirts, leggings. Um, We got some really cool stuff there for you guys. Everything you buy uh, helps to support the show, um, and uh, it's a great conversation piece. You can let other people know about the podcast. Um, be able to recognize each other in public when you meet another fan. So uh, go to MessyStudioPodcast.com and check out the merch store. On with the show. Hello and welcome to the Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's episode, we are talking about being surrounded by advice. As artists, we all want to grow and improve our work, and we often are surrounded by the advice and opinions of other people. While some advice is helpful, other kinds can undermine our unique personal voice. Sometimes it's hard to sort out what is good advice and what is not. It's also valuable to recognize opinions we have accepted as our own and continue to follow, which may no longer serve us. With me, as always, is Rebecca Kroll. Hello, everyone. Um, the topic of that we're going to talk about today, about how to handle the advice and opinions of other people, came to mind um, last week when I was teaching a workshop in Vermont. And I was aware of how oftentimes people say, um, oh, I understand that you could never do this or that, or so-and-so told me this. And, um, you know, and sometimes it's good and sometimes it's a little questionable. And so... I wanted to kind of take that on and say, how do we handle all this stuff that comes at us? And it is kind of funny because, I mean, here we are doing a podcast where we're constantly offering advice. So right. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> um, so, I mean, overall, you, I think you'll get the gist of this podcast is evaluate what you hear and and see if it fits for you. So goes for us it's, as it's well. It's so true though. And, and uh, we were talking about it actually just a little bit in the last episode about how people give very well-meaning advice and they earnestly believe it to be true. And it may not actually be something that you should be listening to. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, and it is, yeah, we were talking about that balance of um, yeah. How much, how much advice to take in, what is good advice, what isn't, balancing that out. So, yeah, that's what we're going to... And gonna... that's true in, in every area of life as well. <laughs> it certainly is. Um, yeah, so we're going to we're gonna talk about that um, and kind of where these things come from and, and kind of group them into things. Uh, a lot of times it's these sort of unchallenged assumptions, uh, you know, like somebody instills in your head something that's right or wrong. And long after they have made this remark to us, and it could be something really offhand, right? Some toss off little thing that gets stuck in our heads. And, um, and long afterwards, though, it's still playing a little part. <laughs> so it could really get in the way of your own critical thinking and your own ideas. And I, it happens to all of us, um, for sure. At some point in our lives, you know, and just talking about art here, we were all exposed to something that kind of stuck in our heads. But it it may be a little more common in people that have not been through um, an art education program because one of the things we do learn uh, in getting a degree is that there will be all these different forms of advice coming at you. I mean, you can go from one class to another in the same day and have 
two totally different instructors telling you different things. And we, you know, as, as a result of that process, you kind of do learn along the way to sort through those voices. But, um, you know, it can be a little, it can be more impactful if you haven't had a lot of different instructors. So just kind of taking that into consideration. And, you know, like we said in the intro, some of this advice is, is good. Um, but uh, a lot of it is inhibiting or, or negative, and especially when you've been exposed to somebody who's a little harsh in their criticism. And this really isn't about, you know, when, when you hear criticism that rings a bell, yeah, it can be hard to accept, but that's not really what we're talking about here. We're talking about when the advice itself is a little questionable. Um, and I'll, I'll go into that in a little more detail, but... You know, you get these sometimes comments that are specific about your work. Um, I had one uh, student in my class tell me that an instructor had told her to avoid certain subject matter that was in her work that he or she felt was too personal. And yet that subject matter was uh, powerful to this artist. And she, she felt like she had to avoid it then. And when I talked to her, I said, well, look, this stuff needs to come out, right? I mean, you, you really want to deal with it. It was some painful things of her past. And I thought, wow, you know, why would somebody tell her not to go there, <laughs> you know? Uh, so those kind of things can really get in your way of what you what you mean to say, what's important to you. And there's other things people say to you that are more neutral. I mean, they're just kind of... Um, rules like um uh, the one i hear a lot is never use black paint right out of the tube <laughs> um i use the black paint out of the tube all the time so i i have to say that one does not seem true to me and i think a lot of artists have more of those in their heads than they're even aware of that just you just kind of accept them and unconsciously you follow them and it's a good thing to take a look at some of those and say, well, wait a minute, why do they even make this black paint if we're not supposed to use it? <laughs> you know? Um, and and then there's, you know, there's a whole realm of more positive comments and people's saying things that really are helpful. Um, but even positive comments can get in the way if you fixate on them. Um, let's say an instructor or a friend gives you a real strong opinion about something they like in your work. And, um, but for yourself, you're not sure it really fits. It, it doesn't quite seem like your direction. Um, but it, that voice stays in your head. Oh yeah, you should be using this particular color palette or these shapes are really good or something, whatever it is. And as an instructor, I could say, Oh wow, you know, I, I know I've said things like that. <laughs> and I think it generally it's good not to get too hung up on any one person's opinion about what you should be doing. Um, you know, all, all instructors and, and probably your friends are looking for good things about your work and they're going to say them. And it doesn't mean that those are the only good things, I guess is what, I, what I'm trying to get here. Um, it's, it's what they're seeing in the moment. It's what they're feeling about your work. But, um, you know, I'll go into this in a little more detail, kind of how to sort through that. Because um, a lot of times, really, 
we're not sure what's good and what's a little off track, um, I think the best advice and the best comments are the ones that open doors. They they feel right. They're going to um, they feel energizing and they make you think and they make you move forward in your own way and not just doing what somebody else says to do. And I, you know, have to become sensitive to that. And I was thinking about it as kind of a continuum for any advice that you hear, any opinion. At one end, there's this kind of strict or formulaic kind of things that people say, you should always do this, or we never do that kind of things. And at the other end, this kind of more open-ended or, you know, inclusive kind of remarks. And honestly, there's a place for advice at both ends of that and, and all along the way. But you should always, you know, kind of sense whether there's a reason or a, a good support for what, what somebody says. It's not simply opinion. And, you know, on that strict end, we have things like um, safety rules and um, best practices and procedures and things about your medium that have been tested over time. And um, for the most part, you know, you don't have to question everything. Um, and, you know, on, on the other end, the good advice is this kind of thing that encourages your individual voice and direction. Um, and, and, you know, before I want to go too much further, I do want to reiterate that this is all good stuff for those of us that give advice to consider uh, as instructors or, you know, as a friend friend to an artist or maybe you're part of a critique group. Some of some of what we say is going to live on in people's minds. I mean, that's why they're listening. And try to get a grasp on the advice you're giving. Is it your personal opinion? And say that if that's what it is. And I, I would add that, you know, largely what we talk about here on The Messy Studio is our opinion. And that's the basis for most of it. <laughs> A lot of it. Uh, yeah, I think that when when we're giving advice, we it's really important to consider our own biases. And when we're, see, we're receiving advice, we really need to consider the source of where that's coming from. Yeah. Um, you know, as as a business owner, um, I I get advice from everyone on how to run my business, <laughs> and most of these people have never owned a business before. And um, you know, a mentor of mine told me one time. He said, um, if uh, if you if you follow the advice of 90% of people out there, then you'll end up where 90% of people end up, which is not really where you want to be. <laughs> um, you know, you, you really want to consider your source and and consider the context as well. Absolutely. And, and um, in your in in my personal life as well, I'm I'm going to be getting married this year, and I've had a lot of people tell me not to get married. <laughs> And, uh, and I know that my fiance has, has had people tell her this as well. And it's, it's kind of a, you know, a messed up thing to tell somebody, yeah. you know, um, but, uh, you got to consider that, you know, there's a lot of people who have been through some hard times in their marriages out there and they're, they're well-meaning people and they just don't want you to go through that pain and heartbreak. 
Um, but uh, you got to understand that that these are you know damaged people who are giving advice in a lot of cases, mm-hmm. and uh, and the same thing with uh, with my business. I've had a lot of people tell me, oh no, you should just get a regular job because <laughs> you know your chances of making it as a as a business owner are just just awful. And right, and <laughs> and that actually a lot of people have gone through pain and heartbreak in that direction as well. And that actually you know is at the root of why a lot of people. Uh, that I work with in workshops and a lot of people I know put off getting into art until late in life. Oh yeah. They, people hear that as artists all oh, the yeah. time. Oh yeah. You hear it very young. Um, don't, don't do this. It's not going to work. Um, and you're absolutely right. A lot of well-meaning advice comes from someone else's um, discouraging experience and they, right. they, they feel that they have a wisdom to share with you that these things aren't going to work. And yet, you know, and you know what? If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably already pretty good at disregarding bad <laughs> advice. So <laughs> we hope so. Okay, so I want to look a little bit closer at um, the kind of advice that really is unhelpful um, and does encompass that thing of where people are coming from. And and one of them is pronouncements about art in general. People will say things like, um, you know, what is what is valid in art? Well, I really don't like abstraction, you know, your instructor might say. <laughs> um, and or, or they might say abstraction is a lower form of art or something you might hear early on. And so, yeah, that kind of lodges in your brain is, okay, well, the only real kind of art is realism, according to this influential teacher of mine. And it might be a long time before you question that if you were uh, vulnerable to that idea. And so it's it's okay to create this questioning or this doubt when people tell you things. That's all right, because it helps you find your own uh, point of view. But to recognize that um, it is opinion and many artists and people in general are pretty invested in promoting their own way of thinking, their own way of being. It validates who they are. And um, it may not be who you are. <laughs> um, and, and if they really feel that way, that there's the only valid or important way of making art is the one that they generally follow themselves, they're never really going to see you as an individual. They're never really going to probe into what you want. And um, I think that's something a lot of people experience when they, when they go through art education as a young person. And even if they join certain art groups or they have all their friends paint a certain way and deep inside they want to paint a different way and there's no support for that and so it's kind of easier to go with the the general opinion but it is a an opinion and i think the way around that is continually trying to educate yourself about what you like and what your own preferences are um, Do you remember uh, when I was in middle school and uh, I went to uh, I was going into the music program and they had a a hearing test that you went in for and they would they would tell you what instrument you should play. <laughs> and do you remember this? No. Yeah, well, they uh, I went in and I, I took the hearing test and they told me um, that uh, I had a really good sense of rhythm and that they needed me on drums. Oh, I do remember this. We, we got you some drums and it never really took. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and it wasn't until the school year started that I realized that there was, in fact, an orchestra and that I what I really wanted to do was play cello. And this had never been 
presented to me as an option. Yeah. Uh, it was just like, no, you're going to play drums. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's a good example. I mean, you just kind of accept, okay, this is where it's at. And and then later you kind of tuned into the fact that you did want to play cello and you were really good at it. So it was definitely right. something that you had to figure out. Um, yeah. And, and eventually I was first chair cello, but they... Uh, th- this, th- this, I was never presented to me as an option. Yep. And in fact, when I switched from band to orchestra, uh, people, the people in charge of the band, the, the instructors were, were very upset with me. Um, <laughs> because everybody has their agenda or not, I shouldn't right. say everybody, but it's very common, um, for people to try to influence you because that's what they like. That's what they think is right. And yeah, that's an interesting story because it just shows how, how we can be influenced in any area of life. And and I think artists run into this in a particularly vulnerable way because you're trying to make these artists of any type in this case, music, but you're trying to make these really personal decisions and, um, you know, sorting through what, what's somebody else's uh, agenda that they're kind of trying to promote. Um, and I also wanted to talk about when when you get criticism, the, the, uh, still talking about the kinds of advice that aren't very helpful um, on an individual level about your work. And I'm not talking about the advice itself because it might be good advice, but it's kind of, uh, you mentioned earlier the context. So um, here you're trying to sort out, is this, is this actually something I should pay attention to? It may or may not be. And there's this kind of gut response about, you know, how you feel about it. Um, are you being told what to do? Um, or are you kind of being lectured to about this? Or is somebody sort of inviting you to consider a situation? Or are they acknowledging what you want? Are they asking, well, what are you trying to do here? And are you doing it? And like right away taking your feelings into account, um, the kind of things that people sometimes say, and this is fortunately kind of rare, at least outside of art education or say graduate school where it's pretty rampant, um, but the kind of things people say that are really overtly critical, um, that way of teaching is really old school. It used to be that, um, that the instructors felt like they really had to test the artists and be quite harsh on them to kind of weed people out that aren't, you know, good enough in some way. And I think people are a little more evolved now and realize it's it's just not helpful because it just somebody telling you, um, you know, you'll never be a painter, for example. <laughs> I mean, what does that do? It just sets up a lot of um, inner blocks and really negative stuff that doesn't need to be there instead coming at it are you doing what you're trying to do are you advancing your own ideas and um, if the person really is not meant to be an artist I think they'll figure it out if they're challenged in a good way a challenge with positive questions and um, and also given support for their efforts and sooner or later they'll decide is this for me or is it not I mean um, so there's also this kind of negative influence or opinion that can be subtle. It's not people coming out and saying, well, that's just terrible, forget it. It might be somebody who um, is a little, well, say they withhold 
information or they never say anything actually positive or they may ignore your input. Like I said, they never ask what you think. Um, they may criticize you in a personal way, like, oh, you just aren't tough enough or something. And and all that stuff is, is a little more subtle than direct criticism of your painting, but it can be also pretty devastating and sort of a little more under the surface. And I think in those cases, you have to look at whether there's some sort of ego problem <laughs> with a person giving you this kind of attitude or, you know, some kind of jealousy or something. And again, considering the context, and it may be really hard to spot, especially if you're, this person is really important to you, and they're really in the position of advising you. So I don't know, there's a lot of sort of, I think because art is so personal, um, there's a lot of these kind of traps that people fall into. And I have to think they're the source of the kind of um, uh, low self-esteem a lot of artists have, is people have put this stuff on them. Um, and, you know, I, I mentioned in the beginning, too, that positive advice can also be a little bit inhibiting. You can feel like you can be stalled because so-and-so liked what you did, but you're not sure if it's right for you. I would say overall, um, buying into strong advice of any type from any one person is going to be, a, is going to, could potentially be a problem in finding your own voice, like allowing one person to have a huge influence over you. And I just sort of put that out there as a caution. Um, Another type of advice I mentioned briefly that can be not necessarily positive is a sort of one-size-fits-all rules, formulas. I mean, we know that very little in art is absolute. And when somebody tells you a very strong rule, I think you should test it and maybe think of examples that don't follow this rule and why they work and um, consider the basis of this idea, this formula. Um, is it is it based on something that you believe and seems to work? And if if this stuff doesn't hold up, you know, feel free to disregard it. Some artists who advise you with this type of formulaic approach are people whose own work is um, very safe, very well defined. And ask yourself, is that is that where you're going with it? Do you want those kind of rules? Um, pick and choose what works for you. And so I guess in the time we have left, I'd, I'd like to talk about the more positive aspects of advice, right? Um, we do get a lot of good advice, and most artists are, are seeking it. I mean, we, taking workshops, classes, going to critique groups, um, educating yourself, reading. It's all stuff we do to help us grow. And um, this is all good, very good, um, positive stuff. When you get good advice, I think it strikes a chord. It's, it feels like it's in alignment. It connects somehow with your own voice. I think it should feel more like a conversation than somebody issuing you an edict or this is what to do. It should feel like you have a voice in this. You have a say. Um, and, um, you know, at the same time acknowledging, yeah, there are those things that are just concrete that relate to your medium or uh, safety or something like that. That's fine. 
And sometimes you can even challenge those, but it's better to wait till you have, till you really know what you're doing, right? Um, basically, I think good advice opens up, it opens up your own thinking. And I, I have an example from my own life, which began when I was in undergraduate school. And one of my instructors said to me, Andy Schaefer, who's um, my painting teacher, and he said to me once, the more personal something is, your work, the more universal it is. And I found that to be pretty profound. I think I was I was trying to be a little generic, you know, at the time. I didn't know quite what my own voice was. Well, I sort of took that to an extreme, perhaps, because <laughs> later on when I was in graduate school, another influential teacher for me, Rip Woods at Arizona State University, was looking at some of my stuff. And he said, um, your viewers don't really want to read your diary. <laughs> you know, they don't really want to read your personal journal. And he delivered it in a slightly harsher way, I think, than my earlier teacher had. But that's a graduate school, right? It's kind of uh, oftentimes the instructors were trying to be a little shocking. And I thought, oh, oh, really? Oh, what have I done? And so it really made me think about what is, where is that line with what you're um, dealing with comes from a place inside you that's personal and and true and honest, and yet you also want to be open-ended enough that other people can have their own interpretations or they don't feel like you're just being completely narcissistic by only talking about yourself kind of thing. And so I wanted to give that example because there, there are two bits of advice that I pondered for a long time and gradually put together to point the way to what I feel is a good basis now for my work. And it they both made me think, and they both struck a chord. And so I think it's interesting to look back at your own art career and think, what well, what were the good what was the good advice? What really resonated with me and pointed, you know, a certain way? Because that's those are, you know, touchstones in your work. And you know, we've talked about sort of the good and the bad and how do you well, kind of want to end on, well, how do you tell the difference? Because it can be really confusing. Um, and for me, it gets down to your intentions. And we, we've talked about intentions before and why they're important. But trying to define what it is you want in your work and then does this advice that's coming at me have a place in those intentions? Does it open up new ideas or does it um, confirm something I'm thinking or challenge me in some way? Does it um, energize me? Does it move me forward? Um, and one one little test that might be interesting is, so somebody said something to you and and you're trying to, you're mulling it over and wondering, is this good stuff? And how about, what if you read that advice? What if you picked up a book and saw it um, and you read it? What would, would your response to it be different than somebody telling you that. And and the reason I think this is interesting is so often there are personalities involved, right? Somebody you respect is telling you something and you're not sure if it's quite right. Maybe you should listen because you respect them. But imagine if you saw it written down somewhere and you didn't have that individual influence, how would it seem to you? Maybe it would seem like good advice or maybe you'd say, nah, not quite right for me. So that's one little test you can kind of put it to. And another thing is just talking, talking to other artists about it, getting a different point of view. 
they another artist might say, well, no, I really find that questionable, you know, <laughs> or yeah, that sounds like good advice. So even just getting a few more opinions related is a good thing. Well, do you have any final thoughts to wrap up this episode? Yeah, I would say ultimately um, we we are in control of what we listen to, what we respond to when it comes to these kind of um, opinions and advice and to try to find ways to step back and, and evaluate what you're hearing. Does it apply to your work or not? Um, bring your critical thinking skills into play. Challenge your challenge what you're hearing. If it's a rule, say, well, sounds like maybe, but let's think about it a little bit more. Um, challenge any opinions that seem arbitrary or without basis. And at the same time, you know, be open to advice that is that is good, that's grounded in facts um, and and supports your own intentions. And um, when you're confused, recognize that you're confused and don't just take everything that's handed to you. And when you're confused, try to sort it out. Well, that just about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. You can find The Messy Studio on Facebook as well as public profiles for both Rebecca Kroll and myself, Ross Tickner please make sure to check out squeegeepress.com as well as www.rebeccacroll.com and sign up for the email list to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. Please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, or Stitcher and leave us a rating and a review. Remember to share the show with friends and family and anyone who you think will enjoy it. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. In the meantime, embrace your creative space. Messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody.